Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, with another fantastic interview. Uh, I actually don't know for sure if this is the, the guest who's been on the most, but he's probably right up there for the top two, I think. Adam Homey is my guest, and he is a serial entrepreneur, and um, he's got a brand new business. Yes, another one. Adam Homey uh, helps entrepreneurs and business creators like you emancipate the power of information and win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. He is executive director of In Demand Expert, which helps you create customer and referral relationships, establish your niche celebrity brand, and dominate search engines organically through the power of guesting on podcasts, live streams, and webinars. Adam's the host of the wildly popular Business Creators Radio Show, one of the longest running entrepreneurial podcasts on the air today. Adam is also the author of the international Amazon best-selling book, Groundhog Day is an Event, Not a Business Strategy. It's a cool book. He's also featured, he's also a featured contributor in the inter international Amazon bestseller, Journeys to Success, the Millennial Edition. How you doing, Adam? Jim, couldn't be better if you pay me a million dollars. Although, you know what? You should try it just to see if it does have an effect. That's so funny. Right before, <laughs> right before you guys, you, you came on um, for the interview, I'm preparing my notes because in, in a, I think tomorrow night, no, t Thursday night, I'm teaching about the millionaire mindset. So I, I don't recall having me give you a million dollars to be part of that training. Dang. Well, you know, I certainly tried. And, know you know, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I know I've been on Dream Business Radio at least a few times, and you've also been on Business Creators Radio at least a few times. Uh, yeah. You may be one of my most commonly featured guests as well, because we've had you on to discuss the No Hassle newsletters. We've spoken about the power of just saying yes. Uh, we've covered decide. building your dream business, decide, decide the ultimate success trigger. I mean, there have been so many things that we have covered together and you're one of the people I've known the longest I was going through some things just the other day and I recognize that our professional relationship actually goes back over 12 and a half years at this point and I've been very honored by the friendship that we've developed over that time well me as well and one of the reasons I asked you to come on today um, is because I mean every time I turn around you're creating something new some of it's behind the scenes. Some of it are new revenue streams for your for your uh, VIP clients and things like that. But um, you've created something called In Demand Expert, which is a um, as the intro alluded to, it's an agency for booking um, guests on podcasts. So that's why you're here. Why don't you tell us uh, why you created this program? Well, you know, I've been involved in what we call the new media for several years now. I was involved in the launch of one of the if not the very first agency that provides this type of service where it connects guests with shows that want to interview them. And what I've noticed over the past 
particularly over the past 12 to 18 months, is there's been a big shift in the market. We've come from a place where, as a host, you're scrambling to find enough people to be on your show. So sometimes you're, you're reaching out to your friends. You're saying, hey, I really need a guest for tomorrow. Any chance you could pinch it for me here? To the <laughs> point where you have so many people looking to guest on shows that the challenge is helping them to rise above the fold and be memorable. In fact, with some of our existing clients, we have plans to get them on shows that actually range out for 12 months because we recognize, recognize we're going into deep and narrow niches that may take a while to get into. The more niche the podcast or live stream is, the longer the backlog to get booked on that show tends to be, is what we've noticed, which is why, and we can cover this more if there's time, how a variety of different shows you need to get on is going to help build your celebrity profile through guesting. So the reason I created one in-demand expert is because I've been doing work with some of my private clients, including you, getting you booked on some shows and my other private clients. And I had some folks coming to me saying, hey, any chance you could, um, any chance you would consider adding this to your lineup of services? And what really catalyzed it for me one day is I was having an online conversation with somebody that you and I both know. And I can't remember the exact context of the story. I think it's somebody had approached her wanting to be a guest on her podcast, and she thought something was a little fishy about it. And I looked at their pitch to her, and I said, you know what? It does look like they're going to do a little bait and switch on you here. So this is not how, if I were running an agency, I would do it. I can tell you that. And because, you know, besides, you know, as far as getting you a guest, I'm not even booking people on shows yet, and I can get you a guest. And that got me to think should I be booking people on shows? And it's a very fun thing to do. It's a very large market for it. There are a lot of people looking to be on shows. So what we do is we help people be more memorable, more memorable with the pitches, more memorable with how easy they are to work with, uh, to be an audience-loving guest, to be a host-loving guest, and memorable in the sense of arranging your content and how you make your presentation so that of all the episodes, your host puts up on their website or through their iTunes or their Google podcasts or their Spotify or what have you, yours is one of those handful of interviews that they just keep recycling through their social media over and over again because it's one of their greatest hits. And if somebody asks them who were some of your best guests, your name's the one that comes up. So those are some of the things we help with. We also assist with some of the persistent consistency that is necessary to get folks booked on shows. As I mentioned, particularly when it comes to niches, we find that because there's such a saturation of available guests, we can be looking at potentially a 12-month outlay to get, people, to get people on a show. So we have to bear that in mind. And we also have to look at the fact that it does require a bit of stick and it does require a lot of follow-up. Uh, it's not unusual for a host to come back to you and say, uh, you know, we're really booked right now, but can you check back with us in three months? I know as the host of the Business Creators Radio Show, I've been saying that to some of the agencies that feed my show, which is, you know, look, I, I love this guest. I'd love to have him on, but just bear in mind that it's going to be three months before we can get him on the air. So wow. do you want to do the recording now and just have it run through the can? Or do you want to circle back to me in 60 days? And I leave it up to them. So just... I answered 
the question that way because I wanted to illustrate some of the issues and some of the opportunities in the industry right now. It's a very exciting place to be. And if I can add, and if I can add one more thing here yeah. is, you know how on websites uh, you'll see that people have as seen on, and they put ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, OAN, and every other network under the sun. And you're thinking, okay, were they really interviewed on all these networks? Were they on all these news programs? Did they appear on an infomercial on those networks? So they were as seen in or as seen on? Did they run a press release? All of which are legitimate ways to get the logos. And what's exciting about the new media, particularly if you're in a, if you're in a deep and narrow niche, is if you can show that you've been seen on some of those top podcasts or live streams that are followed by that niche. That's the new as seen in. And it carries an additional layer of credibility because you can actually point to where the episode is featured. What's interesting in your answer is um, what separates one agency from the rest. So you didn't just say, this is why we're doing it. You actually gave a pretty talk on a syllabus on um, how to do it correctly. And I think one of the things I know some entrepreneurs uh, either have if they want to be booked on shows or if they have their own podcasts and they need guests is, well, can I just do this myself? So, I mean, Adam basically just answered that question, but how do you answer that? Do you, if someone was to ask you straight out, is that the similar answer you give them? I'm going to give credit where credit is due. And this is something that was taught to me by somebody that you and I both know, Marty Higgins of Family Wealth Management. Uh, he's a friend of mine going back a lot of years. Um, he was a client of ours for a while here. Uh, great guy. And his father was also uh, in some sort of sales. I don't know if he was a financial advisor or an insurance salesman, what have you, but I know that Marty's dad was also in sales. And it was the type of thing where you'd be hiring somebody to do something for you that you could do yourself. And whenever his dad got that, that pushback and Marty remembered sitting in his living room and his dad would be sitting next to him and then, and his dad would have a prospect and the prospect would say, well, come on, Mr. Higgins, can't I just do this myself? And Mr. Higgins would say, sure, but how much doing it yourself have you gotten done thus far? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. And, and I, and I give Marty credit for that because uh, that is actually one of the more brilliant answers to the question of why can't I just do it myself? And I believe in credit word due. And that was really inspirational to me and opened a lot of doors when he shared that with me well nigh 12 years ago. So wow. this is actually an old story, but I've repeated it a number of times. Yeah. And, I haven't heard from Marty in a long time, speaking of mutual friends. Well, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, um, I, I follow him. He's doing a lot of great stuff. Um, and, uh, and you know, it's, uh, you know, he's one of the leaders in his industry. And I think it's that, same thing. It's a really just a general sense of helping people who could do it themselves, but recognize the value of bringing somebody in to assist. And to answer your question, Ashley, directly, I wanted to just laugh out loud because <laughs> you, you heard the answers to the first question. I mean, we have somebody right now, um, somebody whose name, unfortunately, I can't mention, uh, although they are uh, you know, a great client of ours and you know, they're actually a friend of yours too. Uh, and they uh, were in the process of getting them on to some shows. And it's another case where you have a deep and narrow niche. 
And we have a case where there is this one show that I, I'm telling you, this guest is going to be on this show. And it's possible that the host of that show knows, who, knows that I'm referring to them and they're listening to this because the host of that show has since begun following me. And I've been back and forth with this host uh, where they say, okay, well, you know, we're booked for the next 60 days and now it's going to be three months. And can you check back with us in June? Uh, do you really want to keep track of that for 40 opportunities you're working on? Well, and I'll besides, tell you. And, and besides, here's one other thing. Yeah. Is when you have, when you're an agency and you have relationships with shows, you can get people more bookings just because you have the relationship with a host. Uh, there's a gentleman that we've been working with at in-demand expert. In fact, uh, I believe you're going to be on his show pretty soon as well, if it hasn't already been released. And I'm going to be on his show pretty soon as well. And, uh, about once a month, I bring a batch to him. If everybody I have that's new, he looks them over, and the ones he wants to interview, he says, hey, uh, just, you know, can we hop on the phone for five minutes, and we'll just logistically plan this all out. And the reason I share that is because I have the relationship with this person who himself hosts multiple podcasts, so there, there's more than one potential placement opportunity there, and because I, representing an agency, and the people who work with me who represent our agency – can deliver volume, we can make it very easy for a host. And that's the reason why sometimes they will actually listen to us more than they will to a random off the transom pitch. Right. So Adam, I'm just curious, I mean, and that's really sound advice because I know most entrepreneurs, if they follow up two times with a prospect or even three times, it's a lot. And when, when they get told no or not now the third time, they tend to move on. And as you said, um, persist, what do you say? Persistent, um, being, being persistently consistent. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's what an agency does. Hey, Adam, I know there's some, you know, entrepreneurs who are purely not using a, an agency like yours or some of the others because they're cheap and they're not investing. But <laughs> if we could share with those people, some of the mistakes, um, that they want to avoid when pitching themselves, you know, maybe you could share a few tips. Okay, here's the first item, and thank you for asking that question. The first is, is they come and they make a pitch completely out of the random blue, and in making their pitch, they don't even think about who that host is, who that host's audience is, and why they themselves could potentially be a great guest for that show. So if you're doing this yourself, you have to research every single show to determine how to pitch yourself. Now, if you're working with an agency that has a relationship with shows, then they know what the show is about and they can pitch you more effectively just because they know the answer to that, to that question. Another mistake I see folks make is they're not taking some of the simple steps necessary to be an audience-loving guest and a host-loving guest. There are a few things you should always have organized before you approach any show. You should have your suggested interview topics so you know what you're going to be interviewed on. You should have some suggested interview questions so that your host can quickly scan your information and know exactly how to shine the brilliance and the shine the spotlight rather on your brilliance and your passion. You should have your other collateral materials like your bio, your website, your list of social media links, and your headshots all put together. And you should have all of this summarized in what's known as a one sheet, which is really 
a one-page PDF document that has all this information on it. Because when you're dealing with hosts that are receiving a range of pitches, both, both from agencies and individuals freelancing, they don't often have the time to go back and listen to five of your episodes to see how you would fit on their show. I mean, I know that some actually do that, but I can tell you from this side of the table that the majority will make a decision on whether or not to book you in about three seconds. So mm-hmm. when you can show them up front who you are, what value you bring to the show, and how that host is going to be able to shine the spotlight on your brilliance and passion, it helps them decide quickly. Is this somebody who's going to be a great fit for the show? Or is this somebody that maybe we need to respectfully decline on? And hey, you know what? If I'm pitching somebody or if I myself am trying to get on a show and the host doesn't want me or doesn't want my guest, uh, the only thing I really ask is they be polite about it. And if they have any insights about who they are looking for, just tell me. And if I run across anybody or if we have anybody come into the client family who meets those, I'll have some quick notes written down and I'll bring them to you at that time. But uh, by doing that, you also help me because, and you help the agency because you give us some parameters on what you're looking for so we're not wasting anybody's time. So when you're doing it yourself, you don't have the benefit of any of that research, any of those connections, and any of those experiences. Uh, I know with a couple of the guests that were pitching right now who have narrow and deep niches we are getting some of that feedback from some of the hosts some of the hosts are saying yes have them on our show and some are saying you know this isn't exactly who we're looking for but if you know anybody who is this or anybody who is that please send them over so the fact that we have taken the time to get that we already know that if somebody if you're happen to be in that same narrow and deep niche I can scan that list of podcasts that you looked up on the internet and wrote down on a, on a Google sheet somewhere. And I can tell you right off the top of my head, you know, this one you should consider, this one you should consider, this one's definitely out. Um, this host is a complete jerk because we have run into one or two of those. And uh, I can save you a lot of time. Whereas if you do it yourself, you're going to be doing a lot more. How do you integrate or, or work with the clients, uh, the guest side of the ledger, how do you help them be a memorable guest? So, you know, as, as you mentioned, this is really a new media. So how can you help right. them be a memorable, a memorable guest? Not only so other people may hear it and want to interview them, but also something that might help with search engine strategy. Okay. Thank you for mentioning search engine strategies, because think about it. When you are guesting on other people's shows, you are going to have your episode posted not only on their website if they have one, but it's going to be on all their social media. And if they're hosting on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio or Spotify or Google Podcasts, all of these syndication networks are spidered by search engines, which means those are potentially more search results that will pop up under your name or your topic. So when you are creating... When you are creating your suggested interview titles, think about what key phrases you want to be found on. Or if you're doing a new media tour to promote the launch of your book, make sure that all those episodes are named after your book. So when somebody looks up the title of your book, they'll see hundreds of results on the title of that book. 
So think of it that way. Also think about it from a search engine marketing perspective that no matter how many pandas or alligators or teddy bears or calico cats Google releases that change how they index search engine results, two things have always remained factual up until now. Number one, backlinks will always be king or queen. Number two, quality backlinks are the ones that are going to endure. So when you are featured on major syndication networks and you're featured on an authority podcast website and there's a link back to your website, that is a high quality link back to your website from a relevant source that's going to help you with your search engine rankings over time. So I know I've heard you say that there's just one member of your audience that really matters. Who are you referring to and, and how do you reach that person? Uh, uh, right this moment, you. And let me explain what I mean by that. Okay. I'm the guest and you're the host. When you are guesting on a podcast, a live stream, when you are being featured on a telesummit, when you're on a radio show, when you are presenting on a webinar, these are five different ways where you can become a memorable in-demand expert and reach audiences. The most important listener you have is your host or your interviewer. Here are the reasons why. First and foremost, they are the only person who is guaranteed to listen to the whole thing. Think about that. They're the only person who's guaranteed to listen to the whole thing. Second of all, they are the ones who decide how much exposure your episode can possibly get. So if you show up on their show and you give a really mediocre interview or you're constantly trying to pitch yourself or you're just not that interesting, you may not be one of the greatest hits episodes. They may run your episode. They may do the due diligence of running it through their social channels and sending an email to their list saying, hey, so-and-so is on my show. Check it out. But yours might not be the one that they keep re-promoting on Twitter every month when they cycle around to some of their greatest hits. Right. However, when you do great storytelling, when you are engaging, when you link your message to the goals of that show, then that makes you more memorable. Third reason why the host is the most important person who is listening to your episode is because not only are they the only one who is guaranteed to be, listen the whole time, they're not only the one who makes a lot of decisions about how much exposure your episode will ultimately get, whether it's one of the ones they just kind of put up there and say, here it is, or one of the ones they really gush over and celebrate. The third item is they are the only person with whom you are pretty much within reason, all things being equal, guaranteed green room time with. And by green room time, I mean that conversation you have either before or after the interview. So if you are using guesting on new media as a networking strategy, you can have a conversation with them about what you offer. Uh, maybe you have a conversation about what they offer. I know of somebody, I think you know this person too, that uh, for years hosted live events. And when they announced when their next event was going to be, they made a commitment to be on, I can't remember if it was 50 shows in 50 days or 100 shows in 100 days. It was some very broad number like that. And they would take pretty much every reasonable opportunity to get on a podcast, get on a live stream, be featured on a telesummit, whatever it took. And part of the reason they did it, because if they could get on 50 shows, those were 50 prospects 
to attend their event and possibly join their mastermind because that's where your connection is. Mm, really powerful. Yeah. Adam, we're, we're uh, fast running out of time here. I think the last right. thing I want to ask you, so we'll need to get a short answer. Um, how do you decide which shows are good? I mean, today, I mean, you can get some good graphics. Everything looks really good. I mean, do you and your team actually listen to tons of shows or how do you decide what's a good fit? I'm going to be completely candid with you. Um, if we listen to an episode, we might listen to one mm -hmm. just to get a sense of what's going on. Let me answer this question from the perspective of how do you know which shows are the best to be on? Then the answer to that is, in short, pretty much all of them. And let me explain what I mean by that. You heard me earlier describe narrow and deep niches where it can require a bit of stick to a bit of follow-up, and some patience to actually get booked on that show. In the meantime, you want to be showing volume. So there are other shows out there where it's actually relatively easy to get booked on because they have a weekly episode and their topic focus is fairly broad, or they have a daily show, or they're the type of show where they actually have a mission or a movement they're creating where they're going to interview you from a perspective other than just your outline of what you want to cover to promote your business. And if you get on those shows, if you get on some of those mass market shows, some of those low hanging fruit shows, that's actually a benefit for you when you want to get on the niche shows, because you're able to go to those hosts and say, Hey, I have so-and-so who would like to, uh, we think they might be a great fit for your audience. Uh, here are the reasons why. And uh, you should see some of the other places they're listed. Now, that host is not going to go back and listen to 75 other places your guest was featured, but they're going to say, oh, this person is making the rounds. So I see they've been on 40 shows this year. Probably just by experience, they're probably pretty good. And it seems like a lot of people want to speak with them. So... Right there, that's going to tell me as a host that they have a chance of being a more desirable chance of being a more desirable guest because it seems like everybody's everybody's interviewing them. So I don't want to be that one person that misses out. And I can see that this is somebody who's seasoned, who's experienced, who knows the game. And when I get them on, they're going to be easy to work with and we're going to have a great interview and an awesome time. That's awesome. Hey, Adam, um, really good interview. Lots of good tips. Everybody has suggest listen to it twice. Um, give me a website, how people can get in touch with you, uh, whether they're running their own podcast or if they want to be an in-demand guest. Yeah, simply go to www.indemandexpert.com. And one thing I would like everybody to check out are all the different ways that being a new media guest on podcasts, live streams, webinars, telesummits, radio shows, internet radio shows can be a benefit for your business. We've identified at least 18 of them. Wow. So check those out and see how many of those resonate with you according to your truth as you see it. And when you find something that strikes your fancy and you see, you see yourself investing this in this as something that will be a valuable business growth tool for yourself, Scroll to the bottom of the page and just book in a quick 15-minute conversation with me to break the ice, and we can have a little bit of a back and forth and determine in what ways this will be the best decision for you. Awesome. So, indemandexpert.com. Yes, sir. Adam, thanks so much, man. Great connecting with you again. Thank you.
Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Adam Homey, uh, now the founder and chief muckety-muck of InDemandExpert.com. I have no idea if that's his official title, but I'm going to call him that. Um, hey, I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Until this time next week, another great interview. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.